Rising up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast Legends Edition, where we have candid conversations with Drexel basketball alums about their experience as a dragon, their current adventures, and future endeavors. In this episode, we talk to Major Kennedy and Elgin Ford about the 2013 and 2016 seasons, changing coaches, injuries, their take on Drexel basketball future and more. Nick and Marshall were unable to join due to some technical difficulties, but without further delay. Yeah, it was like we were coming in. I, I remember that year specifically just because it was like uh, our first game was out in all the way on California, but we were so hyped. We actually flew out there for the mm-hmm. first game to okay. watch the game. We lost that one, but then we found ourselves at the Madison, Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. game against Arizona, almost toppling them before Dame uh, got hurt. Yeah. And then there was a triple OT game right after that, where you got, I think you got some good minutes in that game. You played at least like 20 minutes yeah. in that, uh, Alabama game, that mm-hmm. was triple overtime. So I was just wondering, was that like, was it obvious when you first came in to, uh, to Drexel that it was like, we had a chip on our shoulder after the snub or, um, so I think I came the year after, I think the snub was 2012 and then 2013 was the year that they didn't have that good of a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think coming in, it was just like, you got to come at, we were coming in to try to change the culture, I guess, kind of, sort of, like me, Rodney, Muhammad, and at that time, Chris Lane, uh, we had a four-man class, and I know Brew just talked a lot about getting back to, like, winning basketball and positive attitudes. I know that the year before, they said everything was just kind of miserable. You know, when you go from 29 and 7 to, I think, the next year, 13 and, like, 18 or something, yeah. obviously, attitudes are going to be different. And so I think it was just about coming in and just doing our job to help out the upper class. We had a lot of upper classmen that year and a lot of good leaders, you know, like Franz, Fouch, um, Darte, Ruffin, Jake Lerner, Steve, Gordo. So even the guys that didn't play were great leaders. So I think that coming in that year, our focus as freshmen was just to do, play, do our roles and uh, contribute what we could. We ended up being thrusted into bigger roles what we expect to do to injuries, but I think coming in, the guys definitely wanted to get back to just a winning atmosphere. What was kind of the feeling after those games at MSG? Because, like, I remember going to L.A. at the UCLA game. I thought, like, okay, we lost, but we didn't even play very well, I didn't think, and we were still, like, right with them. So, like, coming into MSG, we're like, we might be able to do something here. We didn't know about Arizona, because they were, what, two in the country at that point? Yeah. So... We weren't really sure about that, and then we came out just on fire, and just were like, I don't know how much, how much we were up at that. Night it was game. like nineteen. It was nineteen point. We were close. To, yeah, it was like nineteen points. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, we were there in like the in the box watching, just going crazy. Um, it, it was like one of those things where you're and you're a Drexel fan, and he, regardless of how many points up you are, you've got this like hanging sensation in the back <laughs> of your mind that's like, hey, don't get too settled in over here. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, yeah, I, I remember just uh, you know being completely. Uh, I was so upset when Dane went down. It was yeah. like you could tell that it wasn't going to be. But, but for you, what was kind of the feeling? I know we had that game, and then mm-hmm. we had Alabama. was another yeah. triple overtime. Uh, ridiculous. I think, <laughs> just like, I think that after the UCLA game and, you know, I think after that we went and um, won a few games. I think we were 4-1, went to Arizona, we, and we lost, and then beating Alabama. At that point, we were five and two, and I think we just saw that we actually were a good team. Like we can be a really good team. It was unfortunate we lost Damian, and we still to this day we believe we should have won, even though he did get hurt. And we definitely think we would have um, won had he not gotten hurt. Yeah. Um. So it just showed us that we're a good team. I mean, Alabama was no slouch that year. They were pretty solid in the SEC, and I mean it's an SEC team. Yeah. So that was a quality win, just battling it out, triple overtime. Especially considering the adversity, I think that was Monty Rod's first time getting significant playing time, and then so I just think that, and it was just a great feeling. I know for me personally, to come back to your phone and see text messages from your friends saying, "Oh, like I saw you on ESPN," like you know, you see the tweets like, "Oh, like I used to play against this kid named Major back in high school, middle school, and like he's on ESPN right now." So I think that was definitely like just my favorite part was coming to Drexel and. Showing people that, like, there are mid-major teams that can play at this level. It doesn't matter what school you go to. You can beat anybody. So, 
it just it was definitely a I think that was definitely like the highlight of my college career was definitely the Madison Square Garden game. Yeah, it was definitely memorable. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the one of the things I guess uh, after you were asked to pretty much step up pretty a lot in your yeah. freshman year, you played like thirty games that year. And was there any other game in particular from that year that like stands out in your mind as like uh, like is your favorite game or? <laughs> or memorable, just yeah. regardless, regardless of being. It was a, quite a few, and, <laughs> and some good memories and some bad memories. I think the the one that first comes to mind is the Tennessee State game. It was a home game, and my parents. That was the first game that my parents were able to come to that season. Um, at home, I think my God family came in, and a lot of my friends from church came in. And I had um a really great game. That game, I was four for four from the floor. No turnovers, some assists, um, and it just was a really good game. I think another one, definitely the team that was like four and ten in every show. I remember that. (laughs) I was actually my one of my uh, fraternity brothers was really hyped that you were playing really well that game. I remember that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that was definitely because we were just playing good in front of my family and not getting yelled at as much by. (laughs) 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 So that was good, and then. Another game that comes to mind that freshman year was definitely Wilma Mary at home, our homecoming game. We lost on a buzzer beater. Uh, Marcus Story hit the buzzer beater. I three. That, that was definitely that was a heartbreaking. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like we played good enough to win that game. But just that was my first homecoming game. And then, of course, I mean, you guys obviously follow. He followed. We lost a lot of games that year on buzzer beaters. I don't. That was the year we lost so many games in the last like three, four seconds. So a lot of that comes to mind, but I think the Tennessee State game and the Alabama game are definitely my top two. Nice. I mean, you mentioned Marcus Stewart, and I'll just ask a follow-up question: Like, who do you think is the best player you played against uh, in private CAA over the course of uh, your career? There, Jarrell Benjamin is definitely the best player overall that I played against, and we played against. I think at Drexel my four years in the CAA, and he was—I mean, he was just as good as a lot of guys that were high major. However, I think the the toughest combination of players that we ever played against was the Delaware um, Big Three my freshman year. Jarvis Street, Devon Sadler, and... Usher? Usher. Yep, Devon Usher. Um, me and Rodney always say that was our welcome to college game um, because, like, that... I mean, that game, these kids, they... It was a good game, but those guys were just unreal. Just the combination of those three guys, and they were definitely Jarvis Street was definitely probably the hardest player I had to guard um, in my years playing. Um, but I definitely think Drew Benjamin the best overall. Marcus Thornton is definitely up there, but the best team I think we played against was definitely that Delaware team. When you first, I guess, in your freshman year, uh, what was your initial impressions of, I guess, being in Philadelphia and, uh, I guess, in the I guess just Bruiser in general. Yeah. First year experiencing Bruiser. Uh, I'll start with Philly. So, <laughs> I'm a Southern kid, so I wasn't really – I didn't know what to expect coming to the city. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had never really seen – I had taken public transportation before. I didn't have my car my freshman year. My parents didn't let me bring it up. So it was just an adjustment. But the thing that helped me out freshman year, I made a lot of good friends freshman year. I had a close circle of friends that year. You know, things change as you go on through college. Everybody doesn't remain the same as far as friendships. But I definitely made a lot of friendships that year that helped me get through um, the adjustment from going from home. Um, well, I don't know if you guys know, I went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. So I was already used to living out of the house, but I was only like an hour away. So when you go to Philly, it's like four hours away. Your parents can't really get to you. and So it was an adjustment, but Philly has definitely grown on me now. I definitely love the area now. So for Bruiser, it was definitely, I love Bruiser to death, but it was definitely, uh, if you can make it through that, you can make it through. Like, <laughs> I, I firmly believe it's like you can uh, make it being in New York over here. You can, you can, go you through can make far. it here, you can make yeah. it anywhere. Yeah. You definitely can. <laughs> Bruiser's a great guy and he really cares about you as a person. But one thing that Bruiser, basketball is business. It's a business and he treats it as such as he should. Mm-hmm. And, Looking back now, a lot of stuff that he used to tell me back then that I scoffed at is just like, you know, he was only trying to help me. But it was definitely an adjustment. I mean, there was times that I wanted to go home. There were times I was like, maybe basketball is not for me. Mm. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I, I remember one day me and Rod always laugh about this. There was one day we both almost like we're almost close to tears freshman year because I think Brew knew that we were going to have a significant role yeah. that season and he was preparing us for it, but we didn't know we were going to. Yeah. Like we didn't think we were going to play that much that year. So I think definitely all the tough love that he gave us prepared us. So Brew was that. It was a learning experience, but I, enjoy, I definitely enjoyed it. Did you have any idea what you were getting into? Like when he <laughs> recruited you from where he yeah. had. I heard stories, but you know, you never really know until you get into it. I heard Brew's a tough guy, but I'm like, I've had tough, tough coaches before. I'm not really worried about it. I've been yelled at. I've been cussed at before. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, and then when I got to Philly and got to Drexel, I definitely learned that, you know, Brew's a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> Brew is a definitely a different breed. Now, have you guys been friends pretty much the entire time, more or less, or? The end of freshman year? We've been here for four years, so yeah. three point. I would say seventy five percent. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, seventy five percent. So I didn't. We didn't really meet officially until the end of freshman year. Okay. Okay. Then we became really good friends. How'd you guys meet? You can tell. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, yeah. Uh, the first time I got on campus, we went to a uh, went to a college outing, and. Uh, wasn't the best first impression, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> we didn't start off as friends. We did it. We did it. Uh, it was it was a it was a lot of emotions and a lot of stuff going on at the time. Uh, I wasn't in the right state of mind, for lack of better words. But uh, I think eventually, uh, one of our mutual friends like brought me around when they would hang out from time to time uh, in their apartment and crossings. I just kind of like. Hung out there, talked. We hung out the end of freshman year, like spring term. We hung out like every day. Like, we were just talking about this earlier. Like we hung out every day after their pickup during the spring and just like chill, just talk about whatever. Went to get food, went to uh, late night Northside runs when Northside was open to like 12, not included like 10 or whatever. Um, and we just kind of clicked. Um, but I think it got really, really like the friendship got really tight and really uh, close-knit when uh, he went through his first injury, the ankle injury. Um, I was, I mean, you don't, like, realize what you're doing for somebody until, like, after the fact or they tell you, like, how important you were. But, like, he would be like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, you bring me food? Like, yeah, sure. Like, what you need? Like, yeah, don't think about it. Yeah, I don't. It's just, like, it just, it just happened. And, you know, can you help me wrap my ankle? I need to put ice on it. Uh, can you walk with me here, walk with me there? Um, so, I mean, it was... Like, little stuff that I didn't think was that big of a deal just, I guess, kind of cemented the idea that, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for you, whatever, like, whenever you need anything. So, I think that's when it got uh, when it got really, really good. But now that he's not injured, and I kind of question if I really wanted to help him wrap that ankle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, Major is my best friend. So, I mean, I can't, I can't really. I mean, that, that's why when you guys ask me what. How'd I choose Drexel from Georgia is probably fate. Because I, I doubt I'd meet anybody like him anywhere else. So. I, mean, I mean, obviously, like, yeah. our best friends are from Drexel, too. I mean, this guy, and uh, Nick, who would usually be on the podcast, too, we had problems with the recording. Like, we all met at Drexel freshman year. Okay. And, like, here we are, right. you know, 16 <laughs> years later. Yeah. And it's the same thing. All right. Yeah. And we've got other friends, too, who it's the same thing. Like, we actually, we go, we have a, a group of us who every year go to the CA tournament. Mm-hmm. So we have like what do we have like ten people probably yeah. like right. a solid group of ten guys who wife kids whatever everyone drops everything comes out of the CA tournament every year and we just hang out like once a year and everyone looks forward to it so like you know you do make these friends and it they could last for a little, you know a long time yeah it's good so what, from your experience I'm seeing like I guess what uh, major was going not necessarily just the end of the freshman year or his injuries but experience with Bruiser what did you think of Bruiser you probably I mean, I was, I was around the team. Yeah, uh, you were around the team enough to probably. actually like Bruiser. Like initially, I'd like saw, like initially, I was just like my idea of like basketball was just like this really miraculous, magical, glitter and glitz and glamour ideal. But then, like, I went to a practice one time, uh, and I walked. In, I remember walking upstairs because the deck was hot. There was no like. AC. I mean, there was no AC in there, so I was like, yeah. as I'm this walking upstairs, I'm like, I guess, never like undressing cool. and taking clothes. I was like, why is it so hot up here? And I get up there, and I think they were doing like shelter or something like that. Uh, 
infamous children. Yeah. And he like stopped them and they started cussing. I was like, all oh, that's coming out that little guy. <laughs> I was like, Yo, this is really crazy. And like, and like when I first like actually spoke and met Bruiser, it was just like, this is not the same person that was just cussing at somebody for missing a 15 footer or taking a 15 footer. You know, Bruiser like to say, don't lose your mind, man. So, um, but I mean, Bru- Bru- I-, I like Bruiser. Uh, I figured that, I mean, obviously outside looking in certain times, I'm like, well, did he need to yell at them? Like, did he need to say that? Did he need to do that? But like Major said, like, you don't realize what somebody's doing. What he was doing was trying to just make them better. I yeah. mean, every coach has their their way of doing things. I mean, but Brewers, Brewers, and I mean, I saw we saw Bruiser the other weekend, like last weekend, and just chopping it up and just talking and joking. Like, I mean, I wasn't that close to Bruiser, but like, I mean, I still have like stuff that we talk about when I see, like, if I do see him. Yeah. Um, but I think that he was uh, like very important. Like, he served a very important role for the people who whose lives he was in. Um, I mean, I've talked to, like, Chaz. I've talked to Battle. Uh, I mean, I've talked to Fouch and Franz when they come back. I mean, they always talk about how important Bruiser was to them and, I mean, how they still talk to him today. So, I never had a problem with Bruiser. I like the guy. Now, I'm saying that because <laughs> I wasn't yeah. being cussed out on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. But, I mean, I doubt that analysis would change if it was anything different. Every, every player we've ever talked to, even peripherally, has been like, had nothing but nice things to say about Bruiser. And from, a, as a, uh, as being like, we were there when Bruiser first got there and seeing him get to his peak and, uh, you know, we love Bruiser through it all. And I, I, there was a lot of things Bruiser couldn't do in the end to change his fate and that's unfortunate. But, He's, you know, he's going to be an assistant in Indiana. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to be all right. worked out. Yeah. And we never had anything but positive interactions with Bruiser. I mean, like like I said, freshman, freshman, what was our sophomore year? Sophomore year, like, he did help with the DAC pack. Yeah. Like, we were in the room all discussing, like, starting the club. Like, I think one of the names tossed around was Bruce Crew. It was Bruce Crew. Really? But it was like, you know, maybe he won't be here forever. So probably we shouldn't, probably shouldn't go with that. So, but he was there. He was like offering to help out, like whatever we needed. And we've had a lot of positive interaction with him. I remember specifically we went to Old Dominion one year and they were still in the conference. And fans are always heckling Bruiser at the games. And you guys probably see it. Like, they're always like, Tell him he's got a reputation yelling. that follows I've him. Heard of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like people say all the time, it's crazy stuff to him. And they were doing it that game too. And we're sitting over, like near the bench. Uh, we got on like the players list, and we were like hanging out there, and we're yelling at their players or refs or whatever. And I guess some of their fans complained, and like a security guard came up to us and started telling us, you know, we got to be quiet. And Bruiser basically turns around and says, "Hey, listen, these guys have been talking to me all game, and you haven't said anything to them." So go away from them and let them say whatever they want. The security guard just wandered off. And I was like, that's, and then we started talking even more. Like, now we have his back. It's time to start talking. Yeah. It, that's just like, I mean, who he was. Like he was always very helpful for the, for the DAC pack and he was great for the fans and he's great for the team. And he's a loyal guy. I'll say yeah. that. Bruiser's definitely a loyal guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely missed that. We, you know, wish him the best in his. Endeavor to absolutely, Indiana. he's going to be fine. Indiana, yeah. an assistant yeah. job, but that he's he's going to be he's going to do fine there, and he probably get on a head coaching job in the next couple of years. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. Let me kind of go into this. Thing. I was surprised he didn't go into the TV. I thought he'd do a little more. Like I actually did too. He's the personality he, for he it. He wanted the time away from basketball. Yeah, you know it was a long fifteen year run. I think he just needed some time away mentally. So. Makes sense. Yeah, he took like a tour. All yeah. over the place. Like, it seemed like he was seeing every other coach just hanging out and yeah. watching some basketball. And probably he was at a couple, like, NBA practices, too. I saw, like, videos and pictures of, like, yeah, Indiana sure. or something like that. He was all over the place. Yeah. So, um, how was that news, like, broken to the team? Like, so he's he's fired or let go. And, you know, what was that like? So, you kind of hear rumors all throughout the season um, obviously no one's immune to that. Like people talk and it was always like, I guess, word on the street or whatever. So one day we were all in class and we get a group text, um, through the team text saying just kind of like everybody come to the locker room, um, drop whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter. Just come. So at this point we're kind of like, uh, we just had another bad season. 
it's been a rumor, so, like, this might be the day. And then we get to the locker room, and, you know, that's the news that's broken to us by Brew. And like I said, it just really, it really, like, hit me um, hard just because as much as me and Brew probably got into it, um, throughout the years, and it gets to everybody. You never want to see anybody lose their job. And like I said, me and I look at Brew as like a, um, I wouldn't say father figure, but you know something close to it, um, a mentor. And he was like, he's really had a huge impact on my life. So just to see him hurt, and you know, Brew, de- I think Brew deserved better. But at the end of the day, you can't really control some of the things that happened to him, and then you can't really control, you know how this feels. So it was definitely a tough situation. I think it was tough for the team just seeing him go through that. But he handled it with class. He, you know, he didn't badmouth anybody. Um, he thanked us all for everything. And Brew's been there for me. Um, even after he left, he's been there for me through my latest injury. And even now that I'm heading into grad school and adulthood, Brew's been there for me and a lot of the other players. So... It was definitely a tough day, but at the end of the day, family's family. That's not going to change. So, so what was like after that? There's no head coach. There's no coaches at all, really. Yeah. What is, what's that process like in between Bruiser getting let go and Spiker <laughs> getting hired? I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's just kind of like when your parents leave you home for the first time <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend. You're just like, oh, I can do whatever I want, throw a party. So, like, we were not that we were celebrating Bruiser being gone, but definitely like you don't have mandatory workouts, you don't have to do anything. So yeah. party all the time. Um, don't have, you don't have to worry about waking up early for anything. So yeah. like guys definitely enjoyed it. Um, some guys definitely took advantage of the whole like oh no one's shaking our classes thing. So I mean, <laughs> you definitely take advantage. I mean, we're college kids. So but. You know, it wasn't that long either. I think Spiker came, like, what, like a month, two months later, maybe? Yeah, I don't so, think it was that long. And we went on spring break and everything, so we weren't in school for that much, okay. for that long, while there was no coach. Okay, so I guess then Spiker comes in. Mm. And uh, what's your first impressions of Spiker? <laughs> He's not Bruiser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, How's that even broken to like you guys? Is it yeah. like the same thing? The text message that come to the room and then you, you guys get to meet Spiker no, for the first um, time? No, I was in North Carolina visiting um, my um, – I was I grew up there, so I was visiting my childhood friends. And I'm walking on NC State's campus, and we're like – I'm at this party, and I get a text from – actually, it was from Elgin. It was um, – I think it was a group chat of me and Mariah. Yeah, I think yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah. me and him and Rod. And he texted me in the chat. He's like, you guys just got a new coach. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> no his name God. is Zach Spiker. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, <laughs> so I go to Twitter and I type in Drexel coach. And yeah. then, yeah, sure enough, it was like Zach Spiker from Army. So, of course, me, Rodney, LJ get on the phone. And we're like, who's this guy? Like, I'm about to Google him, find out his record. Like, mm-hmm. what are people saying about him? And so, I mean... We have so many friends within the basketball industry. So, like, me and Rod knew people that went to Army. So, I mean, we talked to them and, you know, just uh, found out a few things. And so, I think that's how it was broken off to us. And then when we got back from spring break, was there a meeting? I know the press conference. There was a meeting and then the press conference that he had in front of the deck. Mm -hmm. So, it's a pretty interesting time. Yeah. So, I guess... And what was your first impression, like meeting them? And uh, I know there's like some people were thinking about leaving at that point. You know, it's a very different situation. Um, well, the personal side of you is just like when I met on the personal side of me, just like, oh, this guy's really wired. Like he's like, it's just a whole different personality than what I was used to. So I'm just like, like, okay, this is different. Um, seems like a nice guy. We'll see. And then the business side of me is like, all right, I need to make the best impression possible because this is your new boss, regardless of how you feel about him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he calls the shots now. Unfortunately, Bruiser's gone. Like, but this is your new, like, life, basically. So get with the program. Okay. I guess the season's not the season starting, but practice is starting up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure there's a vast difference. In the practice and the communication style. Yeah. So, like, you know, what, what are the differences there? 
Well, Brill was more, um, I don't want to say military, but definitely more strict, more, um, Bruiser has, in my opinion, has a very, it's similar to the Patriots do your job mentality type approach. And that's what I got with Bruiser. It was just like, focus on your craft, um, do your role, like make sure you are the best at your role possible so that it all fits into this huge system that's supposed to come together. Spiker was a little bit more freestyle, a little bit more, um, hip, younger. I don't, I don't, I think Spiker's in his thirties, right? I, I, I don't know. Actually. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's he's younger than Bruiser. I know that. Yeah. So I'd agree with that. It was statement, yeah. it was definitely more like of a hip situation, like music playing while we're warming up. A lot more like jokes and it was just. But also, he did bring in that. Um, he came from army, so I think he went through a pro- he went through a transition of like realizing like, look, you're in Philly now. Like this is Drexel. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with urban kids. Like this is not the kids that you were dealing with that army. So yeah. he had to kind of adjust and meet us halfway as well. So I think the practices were yeah. different too. Like they were more relaxed. Yeah. And, and less quick. defensively focused. Like, it was like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> wait, wait, the, lead to the next question. I mean, I, I've gone to a couple of practices and Bruce was like, it seemed like the whole practice was defense. Like yeah. a lot of the time. I mean, I was only there for a couple. Yeah, more series more. D. <laughs> yeah, Brew definitely focused more on defense, which, I mean, some people had a problem with, but at the end of the day, like, if you can't guard, you can't, you're not going to win games. I mm-hmm. think that Brew definitely focused a lot on that, but he's a defensive-minded coach, so. And a lot of the, you said you said this too, a lot of the drills that we did this year really quick, like timing-wise. Yeah, our practices this year from beginning to end, I think the longest one was maybe – an hour forty five. We did no. We did a we did a couple two hour ones during uh during the break, like right before the break started, right before winter break. But those are the longest ones, and like and even those they were like. Well, we didn't have any. We games. had like breaks, mm-hmm. and yeah. But e- e- even those, there's so much like dead like time in between where you're like yeah. standing, yeah. watching, listening, but like. With Bruiser, it was Bruiser like three was like hour practices, three especially hour practice. in the beginning. It wow. was like three hours. I think we would get there. Press start three. We didn't. There was days we didn't leave till like six thirty. Like wow. you're just, you feel like you got hit by a bus by the time it's over. <laughs> so I think that was the difference. Just the, um, the environment there. The 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 environment of the practices were completely different. <laughs> but Spike practice, I guess you felt a little bit more fresh um, after it was over. Going into the, I guess that Spikers year, I guess you played without an ACL, yeah. which was not obvious to a lot of people. We mm. made some assumptions based on the fact that you were wearing those knee braces, but was it like, uh, were you ever, when you were out there playing, was the euphoria of being back on the court too, like overpowering enough where you didn't even think about it or was it like always in the back of your mind because it was, I, I don't want to concentrate too much on the injuries that you had prior because ben, oh, yeah, he had a, yeah, yeah. Benjamin Simon had a good article on that and yeah. I realized yeah, you, you, you missed the season because of your ankle you missed another season because of the ACL and now it was like a potential another season that you could miss yeah. you just got surgery what April? yeah April 27th so, so you played an entire season without an ACL right so I'm one of those guys where I have to literally be, um, I think you guys read the article where my ankle, my foot was like turned 180. It was, it was very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got up and tried to keep practicing. So I'm one of those guys where if I'm not dead, like I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second injury when I tore my ACL, a lot of people don't know, I tore it in July and I played on it from July until November, like a week before the first game. And that time through, I didn't worry about it. I never, I was running around like nothing ever happened. And a lot of people were shocked by it. This time around was different. I, it was always on my mind. Um, constantly. They're like, I don't think there ever was a time where I got past just thinking about it because once it happens to you for the, so I tore my, so initially my junior year, which is my second injury. Then I played through it, and then I kind of have another episode where my knee gives out. So even though the ACL was already torn, it feels like it like was torn again. So then when you come back and then you tear it again before the season starts, it's just like, man, like what? Are, like you know, what am I doing wrong? So definitely all season it was on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people like him and a lot of guys that have seen me play for these last few years and seen me when I was healthy could tell like I was. 
favoring my left leg because that was a healthy leg. Um, I couldn't always – I couldn't do what I want to do on the court because I was scared that if I did do something or if I did make a sudden move, it would definitely get, give out again. So I'm glad that it looked like I wasn't because yeah. I definitely did my best to keep my poker face on. So yeah. I mean, from a fan perspective, I was a little worried about it because that knee brace was huge. <laughs> it was not far Yeah, it was more, more because of the size of the brace. It looked like yeah. we got the other bionic man out there. Yeah. But I mean, we had to, they had to tape it, like yeah. tape the like tape the bottom of it. Yeah. In practice, he was just running into people on purpose, just to, uh, like you did some wrong and he ran into you with the knee brace. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a huge. It was definitely a huge brace, and yeah, it was pretty big. It was an adjustment. Wearing it, I was, I'm telling you, my right leg is probably made of all metal. So from the two ACL injuries and the ankle injury, I have so much metal on my right leg. So it was like a 10 minute. I had to warm up for a very long time before practices. And it even had its own bag too. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> so. The knee brace bag. Elgin, can you grab the knee brace bag? <laughs> what, what percent do you think you're at playing uh, with that brace on? Maybe like 45 to 50. Oh, man. Um, like I said, four, five, fifty. Because like my whole game before I started getting hurt was physical bully ball. Um, like I was, I'm a big guard mm-hmm. at the CAA level. Um, so I've really relied on my athleticism and being like a bully on the court. And it, I could do it sometimes. It was almost like when you get older, the old guy that YMCA, he'll be good for about two, three games. And then after that, he's like, he's done. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. Like I had burst during games or I had burst during practices where it's like, I'll look really good. But then it's just like, it took everything I had. So I, I was about 45, 50%. I think the best I got when I was, I guess I would say in my prime of the season, when I got used to playing again, I probably got up to like 60, but I never was comfortable. Never got back to what it used to be. It was scary for us watching too. Like, I mean, I know especially for me. Like, the first game you played in was Kane game, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, well, I count North that East was the first. Game. I don't count the Kane. <laughs> you don't even count the non-division so, one so, team. So, but then like, as the games went on, it was just like when he would go when he would play. It was just like, I would I would definitely be nervous. Like, I'd be like, all right, all right, don't jump too high. Like, <laughs> there's no reason to drive in with like seven people down there. But I think it was the Hofstra game. I think it was a Hofstra game. Like he came off of like he was just playing. And he came like he he got hit with a screen, but he like he flopped. <laughs> but he felt like I didn't see the fly, I just saw the fall. Yeah. Was it Hunter? I think it was, it was Northeastern. Northeastern, okay. Yeah. And he fell, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I like gasped, and I was too. like, "I was like, yo, is he?" And he just popped up. I was like, "It was wrong with you, like <laughs> scaring people, trying to get a foul call." But like the thing is, the thing is like, mate, like in in. As long as I'm no major, it, he he loves it too much to not not play. And once he like made up his mind, he was like, I mean, I'm like, if I'm not gonna get surgery, then I'm gonna play. So it was just like, I mean, I'm with you, but I want you to be careful because like we don't like we don't know like yeah. how like if your knee's gonna give out any time. Like we, I want I want you to be healthy. I want you to you know because there's life after basketball, obviously. Yeah. But it was it was really tough initially. After a while, when he started like. Boxing out people like uh, Ryan Daly, I was like, all right, you want to go ahead? <laughs> go ahead. You, 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 you look good to me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was actually impressed with you coming out because um, I mean, we haven't seen you play in a long time since. We were definitely excited when we first saw you on the yeah. Game. It was it's like Kane oh, at home. Things like seven hundred twenty something days since the oh, last man. <laughs> yeah, and like seeing you come out there, it was exciting. Like, okay, let's see what he could do with this brace. And I was like, hopefully, he's not. Your leg was gonna fall off. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like it a few times. <laughs> like, that's a big brace on there. Yeah, no. but you came out and like contributed right away. We're like, oh man, like he's dean up and he's he's knocking down some jumpers out here. I was like, this is, this is a good sign coming out. So I mean, it didn't look like you were you know forty or fifty percent out there, especially coming out right away. So it was it was definitely good to see you out there. It felt good to be back out there. Fine. Shifting gears a little bit, you, the entire time you were at Drexel, I guess you got academic honors, right? Like mm-hmm. the CA standpoint. Yeah. Now, this year, uh, going into, uh, I guess, at the end of the year, we had pretty much got limited to no recognition from anything else from an all-CA, like first team or anything mm-hmm. standpoint. Where, was there any 
uh, disappointment there from like for like Rodney or Kirk Lee because from our expectation at least before when we were having our little chats between uh, our podcast recordings, we expected we were pretty confident that Kirk Lee was going to get the rookie of the year. Mm. Yeah, and we thought he did a better job than Daly, and uh, Rodney we thought would be on the first team definitely, uh, and uh, we were ba- surprised that. Not even the second team. He ended up on third team, right? Mm-hmm. Which made no yeah. sense to us. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. So, what was the like? How was how did you guys take it? What, what was the consensus on the on, on I guess the team that when this uh, the announcements came out? Um, Rob was definitely disappointed. He was on the third team. Um, it was notice like it was visibly noticeable his disappointment when he found out. And I I was I definitely didn't agree with um, Rodney's placement just because I feel like Rodney's been. I think one of the best bigs in the CEA in the last, I would say, three years. Um, one, he improved every single year and pretty much every statistical category. Um, I think that, I mean, I thought he was a highly real, especially for Drexel. I mean, I watched Drexel a few years before I got there, and I didn't really see any bigs that were dunking like Rodney, making the plays that Rodney mm-hmm. made. And then no one knows, like, the behind-the-scenes leadership that Rodney had to, like, that Rodney showed throughout the years. I think that me and Rodney were captains our sophomore year and we're supposed to be captains junior, senior year, but me being hurt, it kind of took me out. So a lot for, I think, two years or I think the last three years, Rodney really was in a way a captain on his own because um, I think me and Rodney, you know, no offense to any other guys, me and Rodney were definitely the most mature from our sophomore year on. And Rod took a lot of heat for a lot of things and, I think, and I think he averaged this past year 16 points, and I don't know how many rebounds, but Rodney definitely at minimum second team, but in no doubt in my mind is he's definitely one of the best bigs in the CEA. So you know I don't really get caught up too much in the awards, and because the people who create who give who give out those awards half the time they don't even they never played or they don't know much about it. They don't study the game. And so it just, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, and I don't, it shouldn't bother him. I told him, you know what, like that doesn't take away anything that you achieve. Absolutely. As far as Kirk, um, I don't think Kirk was too disappointed. Kirk is a confident guy. Kirk doesn't let stuff like that bother him. Kirk knows he had a great year. We all know Kirk had a great year and Kirk has a bright future. I don't think that he's not going to, he's not worried about something like that. Daly had a good year too. I respect both of them. Um, but you know, good, you know, hopefully they both stay where they're at and we have three more years of Kirk Levers, Ryan Daly. Yeah. So we'll definitely see where that goes. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the team going into next year? I know you guys aren't on the team anymore, yeah. but I mean, you played with everyone there. Um, we got the two transfers. We got, um, Troy Harper and Tremaine Isabel. Um, what's the team looking like last year? Do you think those guys are going to have an impact? I think you guys are in for a treat. Um, Tremaine Isabel, I think you guys, I don't want to give away too much just because I want it to be fresh to you guys. I do want to be surprised, but definitely, you know, for the fans that are listening are going to listen. And for you guys, like, it's definitely going to be interesting next year. Tremaine Isabel definitely is a must see. Um, Troy Harper is a good guy. He's a good kid, good player. Um, he's definitely going to bring a new twist to Drexel basketball, but I don't think there will be more of an impact player than Tremaine's. But in my four years here, yeah. Tremaine definitely is going to have the biggest splash. Yeah. Wow. And Drexel in the past, I would say, five to seven years. That's pretty accurate. You can walk my way. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say for now just because and I you, you've to got you got to see some pretty, yeah. pretty great Drexel players. I played with time. some really good ones. Yeah. But I think Tremaine takes the cake. cake. <laughs> and I hope, I hope that he lives up to the praise that I'm giving him. Yeah. I believe he will. Yeah, but trust me, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna love it. I mean, Drexel got some some good talent coming in for this year with the freshmen and the transfers and the uh, four guys they got coming in this year. Um, I mean, you're returning Kirk Lee from a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, got Sammy and Stretch in their senior year. They're not gonna. They're only everybody's only getting better. Um, I know Stretch is. Got his eyes on DPOI for next year, so. Um, I mean, his uh, his game evolved a lot. Like we didn't really expect that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, the year before, just really didn't do too much statistically, at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Shout, definitely shout out to Church. Church had a great year. I think Church had a huge leap, and Church is a great player. I just think it took 
the right. I just think it took him building the confidence in himself, and I think Stretch is poised for a great senior year. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Stretch is definitely the leader of that team. And Sammy also, Sammy's a great player. Sammy has a lot of great things ahead. Um, and you got, I mean, you everybody is getting better, and everybody, especially those who played last year, are realizing the things that they need to work on to take that game to the next level. Kari um, will definitely be better. Kari, Kari he Kari, had a great freshman year. Yeah, he did, and um, he's killing it overseas now. At the yeah. uh, the tournament that he's been playing in. Yeah, we um, found that a little bit. Just, yeah, he's been, he was averaging like nine a game or something for the yeah, under twenty team. Yeah, he had twenty one game. Oh, fi- he had fifteen one game. And he hit, knocked down like three threes. And Kari's a great teammate. I yeah. think that can't be stressed enough. Kari is the, in my opinion, probably the ultimate teammate, selfless, and doesn't complain and. Car is definitely a, a huge um car is definitely a huge part of the future at Drexel. Pulling for Miles to have a um bounce back season. I think yeah. last year was just kind of a It was rough. It was kind of uh getting back in the groove since he's been out because people don't realize Miles was out for about as long as I was out. Okay. Um, not because he was hurt, but because he transferred in the middle of the year, then he took another year off. So just keep your eyes out for Miles. I think he's definitely he has the potential to surprise a lot of people. I mean, I feel like he, he got off to an incredibly cold start yeah. at the beginning of the year. But then once yeah. he warmed up, you know, yeah, you can see a little bit of that. Unfortunately, got hurt, so. But, I mean, you mentioned the freshman a little bit. Have you guys seen them play at all yet? Or just, yeah. Um, yes. Freshmen are surprisingly better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, and that's, I, I mean, that's what you hope for. Uh, Jarvis is really gifted and talented. You can shoot the lights out, the ball. Um JB can't play this year. I know he's sitting out. Yeah. Uh, but that's another athlete that you got, JB. Uh, James. Not Ali Hamba. <laughs> 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 um, uh, <clears throat> James is uh, it's another athlete that you add to your, your roster. Um, I'll be sorry right there just for a second because I don't think we've mentioned that before. James Butler is a transfer from Navy. Um, uh, he's going to be sitting out this year. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Like, we kind of. It's weird. Like on Twitter, we saw a couple pictures of like this new player oh. in there, <laughs> and I did some research. And I'm like, I think this might be this kid. Yeah. And then we, uh, and then he was out of the official roster. So we're like, all right, now we know it's him. Yeah. So you know, maybe so transfer out this year. James is Go ahead. James is really good. Um, hustle. He can like he he can jump like surprisingly. Like I didn't think that it. Was, I thought it was like one of those like you know how guy like big men have big men bounce where it just dunk because they're tall. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like he can, like he can, like jump, like, like he can jump. Like uh-huh. He can, he he can jump. Uh, so you add another athlete to the roster, um, and then you got Alihan, um, from Wyoming, uh-huh. and uh, he's he can shoot too. But I think that his game is 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 more um, like suitable to what Spiker wants to do in terms of like having a trail man, um, having somebody like a stretch four. Uh, and I mean, they're all really good. And Timmy, Timmy is like miniature stretch. To be honest with you, like Timmy, Timmy can like sprint with the guards and 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 throw your shot to the other side of the court. I mean, he was catching lobs the other day in practice, like it was nobody's business. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. What, I'm I'm hoping that everything works out for them. I, I'm sure that Spiker has something in store for them. And, Definitely, definitely will be a very interesting year for Drexel basketball. Very interesting season. Yeah, very. I'm excited about it. We have a lot of returning. You know, we got the two transfers and, yeah. uh, you know, settling into a new style of play. I mean, that was completely from Bruiser to Spiker. I, yeah. I feel like they actually went out and got, like, the opposite of Bruiser. Like, yeah. got, <laughs> got this defensive-minded. Yeah, definitely. Yelling at people. And then we got Spiker. It's, like, the complete opposite. He wants to run. He wants to do all this. And, um, yeah. he, and I think the roster is definitely turning into more what he wants. So, I think that yeah. it'll you'll see a different – Trexel team than this past year because it was kind of a mix. You had bruiser oriented type guys mixed with kind of what he's trying to do. So mm-hmm. I think this year they're also be more tailored to his skill set. I definitely wish Jeremy Peck was still here, but unfortunately he moved on. Just shout out to Jeremy though. He's oh, you don't see Asheville, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just keep a lookout for him. Definitely, he was a good kid, good player. Yeah, we always try to keep track of uh, you know former players and see where they're at. Terrell Allen and. Uh, <laughs> Terrell's eligible this year, so I'm interested see what he's gonna do. I mean, to see him. we were sad to see him go. I figured that was yeah, a player we yeah. might lose just because you know he had a really good season. He's a freshman and Bruiser yeah. leaving, and then I was amazed to be Kirk Lee like played as well as he did. That it didn't, we didn't, yeah. it didn't matter that much. But right. uh, not that it didn't matter. But you know, it would have been <laughs> interesting if we had both of them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But that brings up a good point that because even the Spikers' new offense, you know, it's definitely got a lot more firepower. You're saying it's going to become more like that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that more firepower didn't bring this year was like a you know double digit win team, right? We ended up getting having like nine wins, right? So is is that from a defense? It's not like Bruiser was all defense, and that was obvious to some of us that had the luxury of occasionally watching practice, mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs> What what do you do you think what do you think uh, is going to happen going forward? Do you think uh, where do you guys see defense coming into play in the spiker offense, or is it more just just score more points than the other guy? He's definitely uh, score more points than the other team. It's okay. kind of just like um, I guess you would kind of after Elon. If mm-hmm. I had to choose somebody, it's definitely not um, defense is not a huge focus. You know, not to say that any style is. Any coaching style is better than the other, but, you know, everyone's different. I think this one's just more offensive-oriented. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I've been watching some of the workouts and the practices this summer. Um, I think Spiker realizes that there are times where he's going to have to say, okay, we need to get a stop. Um, So I I feel like he's focusing more on that, but I'd agree with Major. I think that um, obviously, he, he, he wants people to play defense, but I feel like he's bringing in uh, pieces that are going to help contribute to, okay, this team usually scores 80 points. We need to go out and get 95, 90. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, obviously, we're going we're gonna to focus on playing defense and getting stops and working on how to uh, throw different things at people. But, you know, if I'm going to put four shooters out there, I need, I need you guys, to, I need us to go out there and get, 90, yeah. 500 points if that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, after the Women Mary game last year at Women Mary, um, it was like 108 to. It was bad. It, it was a bad game. But like, he praised us for getting to the triple digits or get or being up there and like, kind of like see, okay, that's like his mindset in terms okay. of trying to outscore somebody. That's what he wants to do. I mean, yeah, he definitely has the pieces for it. Okay. But I'd say that he's trying to focus a little more on defense, but I don't think that's the – it's not the bruiser way, obviously. Yeah. um, I mean, I think he realizes it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not going to always be able to outscore everybody. Mm -hmm. You got to play defense. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the shots just aren't falling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was that a hard transition going from bruiser's style of play to spikers? Yeah, yes, in every way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not even just play, just in general, just like culture um, with the program. It's, it's tough when you live a certain life, I guess you would say, for three years. Then everything just kind of like changes. And like I said, I would just want to preface it with not, not saying any way is better than the other, but it's almost like you build a habit, you build a lifestyle, and then just kind of... Like you said, it's two opposites of the spectrum. Like Spikers on the right and Bruiser's way over there somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it was an adjustment period for everybody, even for them. Like going from you know the players that he coached at Army to coaching us, I'm sure he felt like you know this is d- different, which it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's second year in the system. It's going to be interesting to see like yeah uh, how that goes. And it's always toughest on the players that have been there the longest. So like, yeah. I mean, for you and Riding, like being in one system, you know, for that long period of time and switching, it's like. I don't know, moving as a senior in high school or something like that. Like, yeah. You know, the transition is, is more difficult. For making that transition, you guys had pretty great seasons, though. Like, I feel like Rodney for having to switch in his senior year mm-hmm. into this new system, he had an amazing year. I think yeah. it was, you, you had mentioned a little bit before that how much, how tenuous it was to play this year, right? Like, so how seriously at this point are you still, you have one year of eligibility left, right? Uh, two. Two years? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you have... How seriously are you considering playing again, though? If you were a betting man, what would be, like, the odds, right? What's now? the spread? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what do, you, what do you wish the spread was? Oh, me? <laughs> Being his friend. Ah, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Gotta think about that one. This is what I'll say. Just to clarify, I have two more years. I'm not playing next year. I'm taking next year to get healthy, which means I would have one more year after that. Um... Am I considering playing? 
I think it just comes down to would I be able to live with myself if I didn't play my last year? Because I've never been interested in playing overseas. Even if I had a healthy four years and had a great four years, I was never interested in playing overseas. My thing was either NBA or nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave the States. I just don't. Um, And this sixth year that I have, it's like this is the last time I'll be able to play organized basketball if I do. So I think it just comes down to how my body feels after this year of rehab. Um, Also, since I'm getting into coaching, I will have to come to a decision. If I do get a great job offer in some type of coaching position or, you know, climbing onto a coaching ladder at a specific school versus playing my sixth year at the way all my options, I'm all about setting myself up for the future. And I don't want to make a decision based on short-term happiness. So, yeah, the, the kid in me wants to play again, but the adult in me is like, make a rational decision when that time comes. So you mentioned uh, possibly getting into coaching. So I know in the article I mentioned that we talked a little bit about this before off off mic, but um, tell us about your new the gig that you're working on right now. Yeah, so I'm working with Ashley Howard, um, a head assistant coach at Villanova. He was the coach. Um, he coached at Drexel for a while, also played at Drexel. Mm-hmm. And me and Ash hit it off because I believe Ash played here um, a while back um, when I was a kid. Um, but we were in school. <laughs> <laughs> His career was 2001. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like third grade. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was in first grade. <laughs> so as world career ended early due to a heart condition. So me and him kind of like connect there. And once I kind of talked to him about my situation and let him know I was going to grad school and, you know, the program taking requires me to do like an internship. He was all on board for that. So Ash brought me along and it's been a great experience. Um, Ash has definitely taught me the ropes on recruiting and how to, um, talk to, how to talk to, um, potential targets or recruits for the school. I've built scouting reports for NBA workouts, Josh Harkers Jenkins. Um, I did scout reports for them. I've evaluated talent, talent at AAU tournaments and camps. The bruiser definitely comes out of Ash sometimes. He's gotten on me a few times. I made a few, like, rookie mistakes. and But he's definitely done a great job pulling me along. And I really appreciate um, Ash for that, um, definitely taking me under his wing. It's been a great um, experience. Marshall, who uh, would usually be on, yeah. was very upset that we didn't look at Ashley more for that job. But I think we were just trying to get away from Bruiser, because like we had, a, there's a couple coaches like uh, Bashir Mason up at Wagner yeah. and, and Ashley, who was like an up and coming coach. Like, I just think, I mean, I don't know, I don't have inside information, but I just think it looked to me like we were just trying to get away from that, and maybe yeah. you know, taking a different approach. Without giving too much inside scoop, I'll just say that um, definitely wanted to turn a new page. I'll, it's nothing against anybody, but they definitely Drexel. Um, upper higher office higher powers definitely wanted to head into a different direction um give Drexel fan base a new feel and I think that it was best for Drexel to move in a different direction and I also think it was best for Ash that they did it and Bashir and whoever else I'm I think it's best for all parties involved that they move to a different direction because you got to think about with stuff like if Ash or Bashir would have came in here I feel like they would have came in with and everyone else's eyes baggage that may have been left in Bruiser's tenure or people would have held them to stuff that happened when Bruiser was there. So I think it was best that everybody, I, th- I think things happened the way they were supposed to happen. Good take on it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I had too much left other than like, what, what did you guys think of, uh, I guess, just the DAC pack in general uh, during your time at Drexel? Is that so? He was a part of that pack. He could tell you more. <laughs> like my, uh, my, my, my freshman year through my sophomore year, it was, it was really entertaining, really energized, really fun to be a part of. Um, I mean, my freshman year, the first game I went to, I was like, why are these guys standing up? I can't see the game. <laughs> um, but I mean, after I got into it and like realized like what it kind of represented for, for Drexel basketball, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My junior year kind of like fell off because of uh, like 
team performance and whatnot. And then this year I was on the team, so I didn't yeah, like, play. Mm-hmm. But, like, it still wasn't as – like, it wasn't like I remember my freshman. Like, my freshman year, the DAC was packed. Freshman year. DAC pack was always lit. Everybody yeah. was turning up at the games. Everybody was there. Like, like people were like, okay, I'm going to the game. Whatever else is during that time where they have class, other mm-hmm. engagements, I'm just not going. I'm going to the game. Yep. My backpack was my, on the side. Right, right, yeah. I feel my like that was a smaller side. section to fill, so we could always fill it. Was it. My <laughs> senior, my, my junior senior, people were like, I mean, I have class. Yeah. I kind of, so like, for me, it was like, damn. Oh, they just didn't want to go. Like, we just didn't, like, we just, just damn. Like, I, I remember my freshman year, it was just packed. It was kind of like those memories, like, you want those back. I don't know when the when team's winning. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get people there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just the way it is. Like, when we, when we first got there, and it was sad. It was like, Five people like in the, there wasn't even the deck like it, so it was like you know I got fan of the game one year like ten times in a row because it was just like, <laughs> it was like a fan. they had a couch and I would sit there and they'd deliver me a pizza like every game. I was like, this game was ridiculous. Yeah, wow. They, they still do well. They got rid of it and I think they brought it back eventually, but like it was crazy and like trying to get people to the games back then was it was difficult. Like even the team was good. We'd tell them, like, oh, they'd be like, we stink. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, just go to the game and yeah. check it out. The tickets are free. What, yeah. what are you doing? The, the Hartford game this year, I think, we had the DAC pack. Well, it's always right? the first it's game. Always the first everybody always won. won. Everyone won. So it was a good season. sign. It was a good sign. But yeah. it's, after that, it was as the season progressed. And then people came to the second game. Yeah. And then after the season just wasn't turning out how we expected, it was just like, yeah. We had some good games. I mean, there were some good games early on there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think everyone appreciates the DAC pack. I mean, they've been nothing but great people. I mean, outside of whether they come to the games or not, we know these people from school. We have classes with these guys. They've been supportive. They've always been good friends to us. And it's it's up to us as a program to get the fans interested again and get Philly community interested again. Um, so I mean, like my club teammates before I played on the team were in the, were in the DAC pack. Um so, I mean, I was always, like, new people from there. Like, I always wanted to be into it throughout the free. They gave everybody free T-shirts every year. Yeah. To get people in. Um, <laughs> we give away some free stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it was like it was always, it was always, I'm, I'm hoping if we come back as alumni, eventually we'll see it turn back to it's what like, I remember it being. Because, yeah. I mean, my, like, I'm telling you, man, and Major can tell you, it like, packed. I'll tell you, it's packed, like. I mean, obviously, they got new stands. They were there. They were there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have season tickets, so we're there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there so most of the time, yeah. anyway. I mean, it. You sit where the DAC used to sit. DAC used to Yeah, our original yeah. DAC right. seats over there. I missed, the, I missed that DAC pack. Yeah. It's a shame, because really, I mean, the building's not that big. Like, you should be able to fill that thing up pretty easy. Mm-hmm. The school's big. I mean, yeah. it should be hard to get kids in there. Especially yeah. when teams go, like, most of these games. I know if it's on break or yeah. if something's going on. But if the team is, I mean, just, just come to the games. Yeah, and like yeah. like for us, I mean, I feel like we've met so many people from the DAC. Like Marshall is a good few years younger than yeah. us, and we just know him because of that guy. We go to the games, we see everybody. And that's a connection to the school. Like if you don't have some kind of connection, like what do you come back for? Like hang out with engineering students or something? Like, this is not <laughs> like the reason we still see our friends from college a lot of times because you know we go to the CA tournament. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We go to these games and we hang out. And we still see yeah. people like multiple right. times a year because you're still going back to that. I mean, right. I, I, I don't know how you sell that to students because that's like a long, it's kind of a long-term thing. Yeah, it's a long game. And when you're yeah. a student, you're just looking at, you know, a short-term, like whatever. You know, I, I don't feel like going to a game. I'd rather just go drinking or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah maybe. Or you could do that before the game. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's your, uh, what's your guys' favorite memory outside of the basketball team? Like what, what comes to mind when you're thinking about your Drexel careers here? Oh, man. Outside of basketball. Oh man, oh man. Uh, I would say so many to choose from, but the first thing that came to mind was definitely, I guess, my freshman year, just in general. I think that I don't, I think, I mean, as you guys read in the article, like, I don't think my life was bad in college. I'm blessed. I'm like still alive. Um, I mean, the worst thing going on was a torn ACL. Like, I'm pretty good off in life. But <laughs> I think my freshman year was the year where. I actually had like the overall best college experience. Just I was healthy. I was starting as a freshman. I had like everybody was friends. And then, like you, I mean, you guys went through it. Like you, I'm pretty sure like as you go throughout college, like people aren't as close anymore. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. the injuries happen. Everybody's focusing on adulthood. 
So I just, if I had to pick a memory, I would just say freshman year in general because that was that was the year where I felt like I was living the college athlete life. Okay. So I would say freshman year. You got some time to think over there. What do you got? Oh, no, I'm still thinking. <laughs> uh, I mean, the I, I can't, I, I just can't choose one memory. So I'll just give you like a time span. Okay. Uh, I would say my end of the end of my like junior year to senior year. Cause I mean, like for me, it was just a lot of like personal growth happened during that time. So I just like got better as a person. Um, like my, like I started to realize and like accept and appreciate more of like who my friends are, like realize, okay, so long-term this person's going to be here with me. Um, and then I went on co-op and then, uh, basketball happened and that was fun. Um, and then like, uh, I got into good grad school. So it was just like, like that was the latter part of my college career. But I think that it was more enjoyable for me because I saw a lot of the fruits of my labor coming to fruition. I would probably say that. I think mm-hmm. that. I'll tell you what, those are some very mature answers. I think yeah, yeah, right? So I'm drinking and like, I'm doing something over here. If it was awesome, I mean, if, I, if, cool. I had to, if I had to like say like my, my favorite like memory with you would probably be, uh, oh, what, oh man, where did we go? We went to... Dorney Park, that was really fun. I don't remember. <laughs> we went to one of our breaks. I mean, we we, we do stuff so, all the time. Oh, why was that so great? Huh? There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> we definitely we definitely have more memories that we probably can't share on the podcast. Right. There's definitely a lot. <laughs> There's definitely, it definitely gets a lot more interesting than what we said. We definitely have a lot of. No, I hear we had a lot of immature moments in our four years, but mm. you know that. You guys have images to maintain. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't care what we have. But with, uh, with that, I guess you mentioned how uh, I think Elgin, you said you got into Cornell, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank uh, you. And that's, I guess, uh, you said you're mastering it. Uh, what are you mastering it? Uh, public administration. Public administration. Yeah. So what, do you know what you want to go into, or is it just more, let me try a public administration and uh, see where that takes me kind of thing? Because Cornell's a great school. Yeah, I so. mean, I mean like, like Major said, I mean, I, I know Major wants to work with kids. I just want to, I personally want to work with people. Um, like my personality is just suited for engaging people and helping people. Like that's what I want to do. Um, I don't know. Eventually I do want to do like public office or something like that. Um, but I think I'm just kind of trying to figure out what best way to constructively and effectively use my skills or the skills that I'll be getting at Cornell to help somebody. Um, where there's like, social problems or like public planning um where it's like i mean people in my degree do like human resources and stuff so i mean it's really really versatile uh ultimately i do want to go into public office okay so i'll probably do like i'll probably start with like legislative aiding or something like that or working like mayor's office or something i mean there's 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 a whole bunch of nice nice we're looking for a big thing for me now yeah but i mean i'm i'm just kind of like taking it it's all really surreal. Like, like all four years have been like a roller coaster. To be honest with you, um, a lot of stuff I've done I wouldn't expect it to be doing four years ago. I mean, like I studied abroad and that was that was fun. Um, co-op out of state basketball. Like I honestly, I didn't think I was gonna play basketball. To be honest with you, I was just like, all right, well, I'll just be a recreational all star and just <laughs> <laughs> tell tell my kids how. I mean, I'm still a rec all star. <laughs> I can add that to the long list of things I did at Drexel. So, but I mean, I I just think that um, just kind of taking it one step at a time. I don't really know for sure where I want to be or where. Right. I but at least you have you seem to have a better idea than most people. Where you want yeah. you think you want to go to public office? I don't know. I was going to come out of make school. policy. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in better shape than most people. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree with that. I think well, Mage is in the best shape though. Like Mage knows, okay, college coaching, like he's there. Like, yeah, he's oh, Coach Kennedy is a good ring to it, right? It, it just does. <laughs> it sounds like a superhero name or something. Like Coach Kennedy. <laughs> so I guess Kennedy, I guess that's your aspiration. You want to go into coaching? Uh, yeah, um, I definitely want to be in a college coaching. Um, I want to be able to run my own program one day. And like I said, I love working with youth, um, particularly underprivileged youth. Um, I don't know. I don't know why or how the passion was built, but I just love helping others, and um, I always try my best to brighten up other people's day. And I just want to show kids that they can be whatever they really want, whatever they want to be, if they work for it. Because I don't. I don't sell. He'll tell you 
I'm really I'm a straight shooter. I don't sell <laughs> fake dreams or empty dreams. You gotta work for fake it. Dreams and and false hopes. You can't allow adversity to break you down. I think that um that's just a big thing with our generation is we allow the smallest of things to deter us from our dreams and you gotta realize that adversity is a part of the package. So I don't think I can say anything better than that. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having us. Thank you so much for joining. I didn't oh, no, even know I, you'd be here. This is great. I didn't. I just thought two, I got the two for one deal over here. Do some homework. <laughs> I mean, you're a great addition, man. No, I think that man. Was, uh, thank you I so much. Like, we cut out some dead weight with the other two. We were usually on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. There's no people that just talk basketball. We got people that play basketball. Mr. Marshall, I wish you were on the podcast. And then just last shout out, Elgin's been a great friend. As we said, that I can't stress enough. He's definitely been there through, with me through everything. So good friends are hard to come by. So man, I'm glad you guys uh, got together, Drexel. Yeah, Drexel, bring everybody together. <laughs> <laughs>